peoples of the worldwide federated internets. What is good? Believers, we need to have a conversation. Peoples, believers, believers in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to have a conversation. Now, the first part of this is primarily applicable to believers. People who don't believe the Bible, you can take good things away from this as well. But Bible believers specifically, I've noticed something that has been going on through this whole situation. We are all emotional. We all saw what happened. It bothered all of us. And anybody, anybody with a compassionate heart, this bothered you. And I would like to believe that people who profess faith in Christ have compassionate hearts. So yeah, it bothered all of us. But I think a lot of believers were focusing on emotion and not on the Bible. We're not, we're not focusing on this situation with equity. I'm compassionate. And this situation bothered me not because of a person's skin color. It's because of what I saw happen. It wouldn't have mattered who was at the, at the, the mercy of this, this officer. It wouldn't have mattered if it was a white person. It wouldn't have mattered if it was Asian. It wouldn't have mattered if it, if it was somebody from Ireland. It wouldn't have mattered. What I saw was wicked that's really the only way i can explain it but what i'm noticing is a lot of people who profess faith in christ who are alienating people and not alienating people based on biblical grounds and i'll explain what i mean if i'm if i am showing you what the bible says the bible says something and you feel alienated i'm gonna have compassion like hey man look I understand you don't like this. I understand you don't agree, but this is what I go by. As a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what I go by. That doesn't mean everything I do is right. It just means that when the Bible says something, that is it. Whether I like it or not, that is it. It's settled. And I'm noticing a lot of believers focusing more on emotion versus biblical truth. And I, I think this is pretty dangerous in my opinion. In the book of Proverbs chapter three, I'm going to read verse one down to verse seven. The Bible says, my son, forget not my law. But let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There's a lot in there. But the thing in there that I would like to focus on for my believers is the fact that we can't be going according to how we feel or or what we want to happen or how we think things should play out. That's not it, chief. That's not it. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about this issue? How should we deal with this biblically? Is it is it proper? Is it biblical for me to alienate someone else because of their skin tone? I know that's uncomfortable. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. I know this is a conversation that people really don't care to talk about. And I know some believers, especially in the black community, we want to fall back like, nah, you just don't understand the oppression and this and that. Look, I get it. I had a good conversation uh, with the young lady today about this. And, and, and we agree, we agree on this. Whose suffering is worse? I know you hear this a lot um, from us, from a certain uh, party of people, but the oppression Olympics and yet people joke about that, but this is a real thing. It's, it's almost like we're having a war of who is oppressed more. Oppression is oppression. Suffering is suffering. At, at, at some point, there's many groups of people throughout history that have suffered at the hands of other groups. As a believer, though, I can see if I was still lost in my sin, didn't have, didn't have the Bible as a guide to go by. This is the Bible is this is the rule. This is the measuring stick, not my emotions, not how I feel, what the Bible says. Sin is sin, wrong is wrong, evil is evil. But I'm noticing a growing group of of people who profess to believe the Bible, black people who profess to believe the Bible. Oh, if you're white and you don't say anything about this for all of my friends who are white, let me tell you something. If you want to speak about the issue, if you feel like you want to speak about the issue and say it is a shame what happened to this man, we have a over policing issue. And I believe that's what it really is. I don't know if the man was racist. You will not bother me. You are also not obligated to say anything, but this is what I will say for my fellow believers. If you are not as outraged in every situation where cops overstep and murder someone, that's not equitable. That's not just. So if so, if a cop murders someone with your skin tone unjustly, it's worse than if a cop murders somebody else's somebody else with another skin tone. I want you to go to your Bible, go in prayer 
and you tell me that you find that to be a, a position you can hold biblically, I think a lot of a lot of uh, black Christians are under the impression that if you hold that position, you're denying what happened to our ancestors. Look, man, what happened happened. It is what it is. Let's get beyond that. And as believers, let's stick with the Bible. Verse seven, it says, be not wise in thine own eyes. But what I noticed at the end of verse seven, it says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. I would imagine that fearing the Lord and departing from evil would be me not being wise in my own eyes. Like, let's put aside what I think about this situation, how, how, how I think I should feel about this situation emotionally. What should I really take away from this? Well, here's what I should take away from this. Heart of men is evil. Not just white men, not just black men, not just Hispanic men, not just European men, not just Australian men. The heart of men worldwide across the globe is evil. A cop murdered a man unjustly. His partners watched it. People filmed it. And in response to that, people went to the streets and destroyed innocent people's businesses and stole. If that's not proof enough to you that all men are equally evil, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that the act of stealing from these stores and burning down these stores is just like the guy who uh, the police officer who, who murdered George Floyd. But what I'm saying is this shows something. If those people who are destroying businesses and burning down buildings that have nothing to do with this were to be given a badge, they would do exactly what that officer did. They're proving it. This is injustice. Let me burn down somebody else's business. Does that make any sense to you? Does that make any sense to you at all? And as a believer, if that makes sense to you and you can justify that, I pray for you and I just say you probably should get in your Bible a little more. The in the same in the same um proverb, as a matter of fact, let's go back to it. If you look at verse 30, this is what the Bible says. This is to my believers. I'm going to get to something else in this, but I, I want to get to my believers first. Strive not with a man without cause. If he have done thee no harm. So to all my believers who are so angry and are so upset at all white people, did all white people do something to you? Did all every single white person offend you? You're in violation of that verse if that's not the case. I'm just saying, I didn't write this. I did not write this. So now that I got that out, that out the way, I wanted to deal with the, the Second Amendment because there's some hypocrisy going on that I want to point out to people. This is what the Second Amendment says. A well-regulated militia 
You can go to, I had a past video where I explained all of this, what, what a militia is. This is the, this is the regular people. This is not the army. This is not the, the, not the Marines, not the air force, not the Navy, not the coast guard, not the space force. This is the regular people, regular people, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the secured. Listen to this. Think about what's happening right now, and I want you to listen to this being necessary to the security of a free state. Why is this necessary? A well-regulated well militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people. It didn't say the right of the government. It didn't say the right of federal agents. It didn't say the right of the military. It says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is my hope. I hope that we get through all of this without much more damage and without much more strife. I don't know if we're going to be able to. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But this is the one thing I do know. If we do come through this, I hope this situation puts to rest these people who try to make arguments like, why do you need an AR? Imagine. Imagine you live in a burbs or even if you live in, in an urban center. And a rioter is decided they turn their attention on your apartment building. They turn their attention on your townhome. They turn their attention on your condo. We've seen these videos. The police weren't responding. They couldn't respond. The situation was out of control. Let me read that again for you. Being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the supreme law of our land, the U.S. Constitution. There's been a, an, a, an all outright attack on the U.S. Constitution in general, but this amendment specifically is probably one of the most attacked the most attacked right now we are seeing why this amendment is so necessary what happens when the police can't come in enough time to protect you i heard a story i don't know if this is true it may not be true i can believe it it doesn't sound unbelievable Rioters were, were, were coming, I guess, to a certain neighborhood. They were across the street. Guy called the cops. And I, I, and I guess the operator told him pretty much what he was told is, don't you know, like the city is overrun? Do what you can and hung up the phone. Imagine being in that situation and knowing that you voted for somebody that told you you didn't need a gun and stripped your rights to have one. I'm not a violent person. I don't ever want to pull a gun on somebody. This is a person that was created in God's image. I don't want to do this. 
But if if given no other option backed in a corner, if you're going to take my life, well, I'm going to defend myself. I'm, I'm not going to actively pursue to take anyone's life, but you have the right to defend your own life. We need to pay attention to these issues and we need to stop letting these smooth talkers bamboozle us because we're being bamboozled right out of our rights, stripped of rights that we need. There's a purpose for these things. You see, uh, you see these videos of, of rioters or protesters in, in, uh, urban neighborhoods. I've seen a couple videos and you see people in these neighborhoods and it's not just white people. I, I hate when people do this. I don't even know why we always have to make everything about color. It's just Americans who are protecting their neighborhood. But the people are outside, got their ARs and their and their pistols strapped. If any one of those protesters had it in them to be riotous, riotous, they don't want that kind of smoke. And I know that there's a lot of peaceful protesters and there's other, you know, people who have infiltrated these protesters and they're really detract, uh, distracting from the message of the protesters. And I understand that. I'm just saying, you see the difference. I've seen these videos and I see the difference. They see all those pieces, a lot of people with a lot of guns and they're like, yeah, I don't think we want to bring that to this neighborhood. I also saw um, a couple videos. One video would, uh, I think it was this crit in Long Beach. You had these look like, look like young kids really, but there was, you know, a number of them. He was getting at them. You know what, you know what all of those kids that maybe they were kids, maybe they were adults. I don't know how old they are, but you know what they probably know in the back of their mind. Yeah, we know that, uh, these gangs, they have guns and they are not afraid to use them. They're not afraid of jail and they will blow your back out without even thinking twice. You don't think that's a deterrent? Yeah, I think that's a major deterrent. Now imagine Imagine if in all of the cities and places where these rioters um, um, went into, they were met. I'm not saying people went out there to kill them, but imagine if the community stood together and went out with their ARs like, hey, bruh, you're going to come in here and peacefully protest. You can do that. But if you come for anything else, you will be met with some force you were not ready for. It's not about being super tough. It's about protecting your community. Do not let, do not let these, these politicians bamboozle you out of your second amendment right. Do not let them do it. Because if you let them do it, you will be the next one with a boot on your neck. Stay frosty people.